Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. And the Titans will travel across the country in week nine and play in prime time against the Los Angeles Rams. We have a lot to discuss on today's show. I am going to give you my keys to victory for the offense and the defense. Then we are going to zoom in and talk about some individual player matchups to watch in this game. Finally, I'll give you my game and score prediction while also talking about the gambling and fantasy aspects of this game, updating you on the latest injuries, and telling you what is going on with the Titans' main competitors in the AFC over the weekend. So a ton to discuss on this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, I am excited for another weekend of football. Can't believe that it's week nine already. We are essentially halfway through the 18-week NFL regular season, and this first half of the season has flown by, but it has been a ton of fun talking to you guys every day, doing the podcast, giving the film content, everything, and I am ready for an excellent back half of the season as well. But what stands between the Titans and the back half of that schedule is a primetime matchup against the Los Angeles Rams. We are going to break down everything you need to know for that game. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that this episode of the Locked on Titans podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. That's a long time. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Also, want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. And if this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You can find the Locked On Titans podcast everywhere and always for free. Make sure that you check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Smash that notification bell so you know when my content goes live. Check me out on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, for all my film analysis and film breakdowns. And check out the show Facebook page, at Locked On Titans Pod. But let's dive right into my keys to victory for the offense, and the defense, and we will start on the defensive side of the ball. The number one key for me was very obvious when I started my preparation this week. The Titans must stop the explosive pass plays. Now, luckily for the Titans, in the past month, they have played a few teams that have a very explosive passing game. The Buffalo Bills, for one, and the Kansas City Chiefs, for two. So I would expect a similar game plan from the Titans. Keep everything in front of you. Make sure that you don't get beat on the explosive play over your head. Make the Rams offense be patient. Make them drive 10, 12, 15 plays and hope that by having them nickel and dime down the field, they will eventually make a mistake that results in a turnover 
or a red zone stop. So the general philosophy for the Titans is to keep the Rams in front of them and make them earn it every single time without having those big explosive pass plays that they have relied on so far throughout the season. Right now, the Rams have the fourth most explosive passing offense in the NFL, 12% of their passing plays have gone for over 20 yards. Like I said, that's the fourth best rate in the NFL. Matthew Stafford on throws, 20 yards down the field is 18 for 33, 733 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. He has been the best deep-throwing quarterback in the NFL this year. So first and foremost, the Titans have to limit, if not completely eliminate, the explosive pass plays for the Rams offense. They have lived on those throughout the year. But also, the second key to victory for the Titans is to stop the run game. So stop the explosive pass plays, stop the run game. Easier said than done. But the Titans will allow the Rams to have their little short to intermediate passing game. Go ahead and let them take those. Rally and make tackles. And like I said, force them to do those 10, 12, 15 play drives and and hope for a few mistakes, which is exactly what the Titans philosophy has been when they play really good football teams. And when you talk about the run game, you have to force the Rams into third and long situations so that that short to intermediate pass game isn't enough to give them first downs. Now, right now, the Rams are not one of the better running game uh, running teams in the NFL. They're only 19th in the NFL with 104 yards per game. That's not really anything special. Now they have talent and they have a good offensive line. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Rams rushing offense could have a good day. But overall, it's not really something that you're going to be scared of. And and that would just tell me that the Titans do have the ability with their front seven, with their front six, to actually stop that run game force the Rams into those third and long scenarios. If the Titans can force the Rams into multiple third and long situations throughout the day, well, I think that they have a really, really good opportunity to not only keep it close, but also to win the game. So for my money, you have to limit the Rams rushing attack, which you should be able to do based on what they've done so far, and then stop the explosive pass plays, the chunk plays that have allowed the Rams to bury teams very early so far this year. Now, on the other side of the ball for the Titans offense, very simple. They have to find a way to run the football. I know Derrick Henry is out, but the Titans cannot give up what their philosophy and their identity is on offense. They have to have that run game going for them to be able to get to the play-action game. And I'm not saying that the Titans have to have crazy success in the run game, but it has to be a factor and it has to be a threat, not only to keep the Titans' offensive identity, but also you want to keep the ball out of the hands of Matthew Stafford in the Rams' offense, especially when they're playing at home. Limit their opportunities, and that idea goes hand-in-hand with my keys to victory on the defensive side of the ball. Right now, the Rams have the seventh-best run defense in the NFL, but they've allowed around 104 yards per game. But have the Rams really had to defend the run game all four quarters? Have they had to hold up against the physicality of a strong run game for all four quarters? Not very often. The Rams are always ahead in the second half of these games. So teams are forced to throw the ball to try to catch up. 
The Titans can't be in that situation. And even if they do get down a little bit, they have to stick with the run game and force the Rams to deal with that physicality four quarters long. And the only loss that the Rams have this year, it's no coincidence that they've given up the most rushing yards they have all year. 216 rushing yards allowed to the Arizona Cardinals in their only loss. Every other game this year, they've given up 137 yards or less. So for my money, the Titans need to make sure that they run the ball for multiple factors. Also, when they throw the ball, Max protection. You cannot let the Rams front front pass rush, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, maybe Vaughn Miller if he's ready to go. You can't let them completely destroy the game. I would leave in a couple of tight ends. I would leave in running backs. Look for the Titans to go out and shotgun wide spread formations but have two tight ends to cover the edges. The Titans need to do whatever they can. Two-man routes with Max Pro. Use max protection. Keep Tannehill upright. He'll make the right decisions. Also, the Titans are going to have to mix in some screen yards. Right now, the Los Angeles Rams are the third worst team in the NFL when it comes to giving up yards after the catch. They're just a tick over 1,100 yards after the catch allowed this year. So the Titans need to put themselves in yards after catch situations. Do that with running back screens tight end screens, and wide receiver screens to A.J. Brown. The Titans aren't the best screen team in the NFL, and we know that, but they're going to have to manufacture those yak opportunities against a defense that has not been good in those scenarios. So those are the things I think are the keys to victory for the Tennessee Titans in this game against the Rams. We are going to zoom in our lens here, look at the individual battles that I think will determine the outcome in this game. Before we get into those, though, I do want to tell you guys about McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Titans is brought to you by McDonald's, who have proudly been serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. It's a place where your teammates, your competitors, everyone, the home and away team can all come to recharge. Make sure that you head to your McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On Titans watch party? Maybe one day we will organize that. But all I know right now is McDonald's is a great place to get your pregame meal. I am loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Titans fans, let's continue this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We are going to dive into the individual players and individual matchups to watch in this game. Before we do, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Very much do appreciate that, and if this is your First ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. But we are going to start on the offensive side of the ball for the individual battles to watch. And number one is the Titans interior offensive line against Aaron Donald. For my money, Aaron Donald is the best player in the NFL bar none. He's easily the best defensive player in the NFL and has been for multiple years. He's just incredible. He's got five sacks on the year. The numbers don't show the impact entirely either. I mean, you know who Aaron Donald is. I'm not breaking any news to you guys. You guys have heard of the man. You know about his legend. And the Titans are going to have their hands full 
the interior offensive line of the Titans, especially in pass protection this year, has struggled. Ben Jones, Roger Saffold, Nate Davis, and Dylan Radins, who's gotten a lot of spot duty, are responsible for 52 of the 105 pressures that have been allowed by the Titans this year. So half, almost half of those pressures have come from that interior line. And Dylan Radins might be starting in this game with Nate Davis on the injury report. We will talk about the latest injuries uh, at, at the end of today's show. But with Raidens potentially stepping in, Raidens has had real trouble with some of the best pass rushers in the NFL, as a rookie most likely would, who's used to playing tackle throughout his life. So if Raidens does start, the Titans need to stay with that max protection like I've been talking about. And they're going to need one of the best performances of the season from that interior offensive line. Aaron Brewer also practicing this week could be added back to the active roster from the 21-day acclimation period from IR that he's on right now. That'll be something to watch because Brewer is certainly more equipped to play in this game than Dylan Radins is right now. The next matchup that I will be watching is Jalen Ramsey against A.J. Brown. Now, I talked about this on Crossover Thursday, but I want to highlight it some more. Jalen Ramsey has played in the slot a ton this year. He's got 213 snaps in the slot compared to 215 snaps out wide. He has been a slot cornerback for the Rams who use him in what they call the star position. That was a terrible star. It was more of a triangle. I can't, can I make a star with my hands? This is, this is just great audio content. Either way, I'm not very artistic. It is what it is. But Jalen Ramsey has been playing in the slot, and if he does that, it'll be interesting to see whether he stays with A.J. or not. A.J. Brown played the most snaps in the slot he's ever played in his career in Week 8. So will the Titans move him out of the slot and outside to get him away from Ramsey? If the Titans do that, will Ramsey go to the outside and play him there? That is what I am watching for, and it would be a really big help for the Titans if Julio Jones was able to play in this game because if Ramsey does shadow and stay with A.J. Brown, then you have Julio Jones on Darius Williams or uh, uh, Deontay uh, Jones, I believe is his name. And if you get in a situation like that, now Julio Jones has the ability to win one-on-one. So I I think that matchup and what the Rams decide to do schematically with A.J. Brown and and how they use Jalen Ramsey, that'll be like the number one thing that I am watching when the Titans have the ball because uh, I put out an article with the USA Today, the Titans Wire, on Thursday, and in that I highlighted the success that A.J. Brown had out of the slot. So if the Titans are going to do that, and the Rams are going to try to take him away, well, that chess match is going to be interesting to watch going forward. And just to make sure that I correct myself and have everything right, it's Dante Dion, not Dante Jones. Dante Dion, who is the other cornerback for the Rams. Of course, they are looking to get back Darius Williams, uh, a guy who is their normal starting corner. So that will be the matchup to watch on offense. On defense, for me, it's simple. It's Elijah Molden or Chris Jackson, whoever is able to be out there against Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has simply been dominant this year. There's there's no other way around it. There, I guess I don't know other words to say when I describe Cooper Cup and his performance this year. I mean, he's got 924 yards on 63 catches and 10 touchdowns through eight weeks. It's unbelievable, and they target Cooper Cup so much 
in the red zone. The Titans will have to have a great plan for how to play that. The Titans like to play man in the red zone, and they can do that, but you're going to need one of those safety zone defenders to hover over Cooper Cup, double bracket him at the line of scrimmage. The Rams like to use motion and then get Cooper Cup out into the flat and create picks and rubs to get him open. Well, something that the Titans did last week that I highlighted in my film breakdown uh, on Twitter when I did my clips, I talked about it as well on the show on Wednesday, The Titans play man coverage, but they do it in such a way where two defenders line up and they aren't saying, hey, I'm staying with this guy no matter what. I'm staying with this guy no matter what. They're saying, hey, whoever comes inside, I'll I'll be a man coverage on him. Whoever goes outside, I'll take man coverage on him. That way those picks and rubs don't work as well. The Titans will have have to have their communication ironed out to do that, but that's the exact type of philosophy that they'll need to use to beat this heavy pick, heavy rub, red zone offense that the Rams like to use. And also, Kevin Byard against Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has five turnovers on the year, four interceptions and a fumble loss. Kevin Byard is forced five turnovers on the year. Byard will be that guy who's playing the robber over the middle, playing the zone over the middle, reading Matthew Stafford's eyes. If Kevin Byard can find a way to force a turnover in this game, it would swing things towards the Titans in a major way. So for me, that's the two matchups on defense I am watching, and it's all about stopping that Rams passing attack. Now, we are going to get into the last segment of today's show where I give you my game and score prediction, talk a little fantasy, talk a little gambling. I'm going to update you guys on the injury status of the Titans players as of Thursday afternoon, and also... We'll check on the other important teams for the Titans and what they're doing in Week 9. We're going to talk the AFC contenders and the AFC South division as well. Before we get into that, though, do got to tell you guys about the best-tasting protein bars ever from our friends over at Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving. All the good food and treats and plenty of them. But you may want a yummy dessert that isn't full of calories and sugar. The perfect time... For a built bar. Built bars are the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most built bars only have about 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they have some really good flavors like raspberry, raspberry pie coconut, things that can really mimic the desserts that you would be used to having on the holidays. Nothing is like Built Bar Black Friday as well. So make sure that you mark your calendars for that. They're going to have a huge event with all kinds of surprises. So go ahead and go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Also, have to tell you guys about betonline.ag before we talk some gambling in our final segment. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. They have a brand new updated website, a brand new interface, just in time for the start of the basketball season. And, of course, they're the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this fall. Head to their website today, BetOnline.ag. You can use your desktop or your mobile device and use the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, when you sign up, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So it doesn't matter whether it's basketball, football, 
baseball postseason, which congrats to the Braves on your uh, World Series championship, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. You can take advantage of all their amazing offers at betonline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast by giving you my game and score prediction, talking fantasy and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview, talking gambling and keeping it plus 100. I'm going to give you the important games to pay attention to on the week nine slate. And we're also going to talk the latest injury report for the Titans as it is a little bit important, but before we get into that, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for that second listen, you got all your Tennessee Titans information here with me, but get all of the latest NFL news and NFL perspective from the Peacock and Williamson podcast, hosted by Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. It's Monday through Friday, like I said giving you a national perspective on all of the latest NFL news. Check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast. But we are going to start with my game and score prediction. I know that's what you guys came for. Uh, for me, I got a lot of heat this week for my philosophy going into this game. I don't think the Titans are going to win this game. They have to go across the country. They have to play late at night in prime time. They have a ton of injuries, including Julio Jones, Jeff Simmons, Nate Davis, Ryan Tannehill's neck, obviously Derrick Henry, and more injuries than that that we're going to talk about in just a second. I personally would use this as a secondary bye week. I would sit any Titan that is dealing with an injury that you're concerned about their health, I would sit. And I would go up there and I would play your best. You try to win. Of course, you don't lie down and die. You try to win. But I would take this opportunity to rest any Tennessee Titan that is really, really banged up. The Titans don't have their bye week until week 13. They're going to need to win some of these games that lie ahead of them to secure their playoff spot without Henry. So for my money, I don't think the Titans were going to win this game to start. I don't think that they're going to win it now. And I hope that they're cautious with some of the banged-up Tennessee Titans players who are clearly dealing with a lot in this long, extended season with a bye week still about a month away. So I am predicting a 27-20 to loss to the Rams. Now, good news for all you guys who are mad about it. Anytime I pick the Titans to lose, they usually find a way to win. Mike Vrabel is, I believe, 14-2 and against the spread. As an underdog, he's 11-3 and three, uh, in terms of just straight up winning the game when the Titans are underdogs. So the Titans always play well when they're a dog, especially against a really good team. So I'm not ruling out their chances to win. I just hope that they proceed with caution because I don't think that a loss to the Rams, who's an NFC team, which means it won't matter in the tiebreaker for playoff seeding, I don't think that the Rams losing to them is going to stop the Titans from accomplishing their long-term goals. The Titans have to beat the Texans, the Jags, the Dolphins. They have to win those games. They don't have to win this game to make it to the playoffs, to win the Super Bowl. They just need to make sure that they stay 
healthy because the most injured team in the NFL this year cannot afford more injuries in a game that would be difficult to win even if they were at full strength. So that's my hot take for the week, but that is truly how I feel about this game. Now, let's talk about the injuries. That's that's a great segue to get into the latest injury report. So I'm, I'm going to go through this pretty quickly with you guys. Corey Blossom game hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. Nate Davis with a concussion hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. Rashawn Evans still hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. Chris Jackson, who's become an incredibly important part of the Titans' defense, has not practiced so far this week. Greg Maben, who has now become a Titans starting cornerback, has not practiced so far this week. Jeffrey Simmons has not practiced so far this week. Whoa! Whoa! To go along with Henry being out. Torrey Carter at fullback, limited both days. Bud Dupree, limited both days. Julio Jones, limited both days. Uh, Kendall Lamb was limited Wednesday, but was full on Thursday. Tyre Tart, limited on Wednesday, but now full on Thursday. Dane Crookshank, full both days, coming back from a concussion himself. That's a good sign. But Harold Landry, Taylor Lewan, and Monty Rice all were available on Wednesday, not on the injury report, and now they're on the injury report and were limited on Thursday. Harold Landry with a hamstring, Taylor Lewan's knee, and Monty Rice's knee. Guys, that is, to go along with already being the most injured team in the NFL, having the most guys in the NFL on IR this year, do you guys really want to win so bad in week nine that you're willing to sacrifice the long-term health of this team and a Super Bowl chance? I'm not. I'm not at all. The high of a win on Monday morning isn't enough for me to jeopardize the long-term goals of this football team. And I think you would do that by by putting some of these guys in here who are obviously super banged up. I'm really worried about Jeffrey Simmons. I'm really worried. Without him, the defense falls apart. So, please God be safe, Titans. I don't care how mad everybody gets at me that I don't want everybody to play. I, I just don't care. This is This is insanity. This injury stuff is insanity, and they need some rest. Some of these guys need some rest. I don't know how else to say it. Anyways, moving forward, let's have a little bit of fun here. Talk about fantasy. So, my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview. For me, if you're in season long, you're only playing A.J. Brown. There's obviously no Henry. You can't trust Julio Jones out there. Can't trust Ferkser. Tannehill has been turnover prone recently. And the Rams aren't the type of team who, if you have a couple turnovers, you're going to be able to come back from. So, I think that you stay away from everybody except A.J. Brown. And then if you're in daily fantasy, I like having A.J. Brown. But I also like this might be a Jeremy McNichols game. There's a chance that the Titans will be down by a couple of scores in this game. And anytime that happens, the Titans are going to have to go to the pass a little bit more than they want to. Not a ton, but still a little bit more than they want to. So with that in mind, Jeremy McNichols as a cheap, free, well, he might not be as cheap as he normally is because Henry is out, but I still think he'll be a cheap option. Jeremy McNichols could give you some good daily fantasy value. As for keeping it plus 100, the betting options that you would have here, the Titans are plus 7.5. If you are somebody who thinks, I'm an idiot because the Titans are going to win this game anyways, they shouldn't rest anybody, they should go for the win, well, then take the Titans plus 7.5. I love 7.5. You know, I would probably do that as well. Um, if I was comfortable with the Titans and thought that they were going to win this game, I'd definitely take the seven and a half points. But 
because every time I bet on the Titans to win, they lose. And every time I bet against them, they win. I am not taking that plus seven and a half. The over under is 53 and a half. I would take that under. I don't think that this game is going to be in the 30s like some of the Titans games recently. I don't think both teams score in the 30s in this game. I think it's about 27 to 20 Los Angeles Rams. 27-20 Rams. So under the 53 and a half. To go over the slate in the AFC pretty quickly, AFC South teams, the Colts are 10.5-point favorites playing the Jets on Thursday night football. Obviously, I record this before that game happens, but go Jets. Uh, the Texans are at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are 5.5-point favorites in that game. That's two terrible teams. I don't really care what happens, let's be honest, but Texans' misery is always a good thing, so go Dolphins. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are 14.5-point underdogs. I'd take the points if I was a betting man because that's a lot of points. That's more than two touchdowns. That's pretty crazy. But we know that the Bills are going to win that game. So, anyways, the AFC South, as long as, as long as the Colts don't go on this super crazy run, the AFC South is pretty much in the bag for the Titans. Uh, then, the Las Vegas Raiders. Have uh, been dealing with some turmoil, but they are with the Titans at the top of the AFC. They had a bye last week. They are on the road against the New York Giants. The Giants are three-point underdogs in that game at home. Um, the Giants are god-awful. They're just absolutely terrible, and uh, I bet the Raiders win that game. The Vikings are at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are six-point favorites. I would take the Vikings in the points in that game, although I think the Ravens do ultimately win. And then the Browns are at the Bengals. The Bengals still fighting for one of the top seeds in the AFC, and the Bengals are one-point favorites in that game, and I would probably stay away from that game from a betting standpoint. So those are the AFC contenders and what they're doing in Week 9, the AFC South division rivals and what they're doing in Week 9. We talked fantasy. We talked gambling. I gave you my game and score prediction. That is going to do it for me today, folks. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. I will be back with you guys very late on Sunday night into Monday morning. Going to be another uh, tired week for your boy as we start out with a late night recording the podcast directly after the Titans play the Rams. But my reaction pod will be up on YouTube about an hour, hour and a half after the game. It will be up for you guys in the morning on Monday for the podcast crowd. Either way, I may be tired, so just um, just fight through with me on that one but excited to watch this game excited to see what happens i will be back with you guys to break it all down after the game that's gonna do it for me today folks as always i am your host tyler Rowland, and this was locked on titans